Um, last week, we started a, a message, uh, which is a series of messages entitled Unforgiveness. Um, let's, let's look at our foundational text in Mark chapter 11. And uh, we're going to look at verses 25 and 26. Get your Bibles. This is going to get good today. Uh, listen to what Jesus says. And when ye stand praying, forgive. If ye have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive you your trespasses. Uh, let's read this in the Amplified Bible. I told you I told y'all last week, I love the Amplified version of this particular text. Listen to what it says. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him and let it drop, leave it, let it go, in order that your Father who is in heaven may also forgive you your own failings and shortcomings and let them drop. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your failings and your shortcomings. Now, this is our second lesson in this series on unforgiveness. Uh, in last week's lesson, we talked about the root of unforgiveness, and that is offense. Um, we called unforgiveness a spiritual virus. And in part one, I gave you some, some avenues to offense. Number one, we said that words uh, can be an avenue to offense. People get offended by the words of others. Then number two, we talked about actions. Some folk are offended by the actions or the perceived actions of others. And then number three, we talked about disappointments. You can be offended by the disappointments uh, or the perceived negligence of a person. Today, I want to move a little further with this. I want to ask the question, why should we forgive? Why should we? Why does God command us to forgive. Now, I want you to remember, uh, to forgive means to pardon or to set free. And I want you to understand this. This is not a suggestion from God, but this is a commandment. And, and, and let me give you a general reason why God gave, gave us the command to forgive. And then I'm going to get into some specifics. God did not give us the command to forgive in order to change the offender. Listen to this. But forgiveness is for the one that's been offended in order that you might be free from the consequences of unforgiveness. God gave us forgiveness that we might be free from the consequences of unforgiveness because there are consequences to unforgiveness. So forgiveness really has nothing to do with the offender. Now, let, let me give you some reasons why we are commanded to forgive. Number one, I've got several today. I'm going to try not to be too long. I've got a couple of scriptures, so keep your Bibles near. Number one, forgiveness was given to us because it keeps us free. Hallelujah to God. How many of you want to be free? I remember a song back in the day. I want to be free. Oh, yeah. Anyway, go to Galatians chapter five. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all know my mind goes all over the place. Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 1. Listen to what it says here. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty, that's freedom, wherewith Christ has made us free, 
and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Unforgiveness is bondage. Forgiveness keeps us free. Now, let's just be honest. One of the reasons we struggle with forgiveness is because we want the folk that hurt us to hurt. Come on, can we just be real today? We want the people that hurt us to hurt. And we get in bondage because they look like they're free. But forgiveness, listen to this, forgiveness guarantees our freedom. Now, let me read our base scripture again. Go back to Mark chapter 11 and verses 25 and 26. Mark chapter 11, verses 25 and 26 again. And listen to what it says. And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have ought against any, that your Father which is also in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive you your trespasses. Really, in this scripture, what we see here is the law of sowing and reaping. If you sow forgiveness, you have the right to reap forgiveness. But if you sow unforgiveness, that's what you will reap. Now, I want you to get this. Our scripture says that if we do not forgive, God won't forgive us. So the moment you make a decision, please get this. This is important. The moment you make the decision not to forgive others, from that point on, you must live without sin in word, thought, or deed. The moment you make a decision that you're not going to forgive, you must live without sin in word, thought, or deed. You must live a perfect life because there's no forgiveness for you. Because forgiveness for us, listen to this, is based on us forgiving others. Now, let me give you three powerful words. Let it go. Somebody put that on the screen for me. Let it go. You've got to let go of the negative feelings that you have uh, towards those who have hurt you. You've got to let go of the words of rejection that were intended to alienate you. You've got to let go of the insults and the, the criticisms by those who sought your downfall. You have to let go of everything negative that's been said about you. Or you got to let go of everything negative that's been done to you. You've got to let it go. Because it's hurting you. And I don't want to get ahead of myself. Number two, another reason we're commanded to forgive is because, listen to this, unforgiveness hinders our faith and shuts the door on our healing. Lord, have mercy. Let me tell you this. I pray for folk and I pray for healing for folk all the time. And I believe, my faith believes this, I believe that healing always comes. But the issue is, will it manifest? I, I believe feel, healing always, matter of fact, look at the uh, Mark 11 and, and 24. Back up one, one verse. Therefore, this is what Jesus says. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. But then in the 25th verse, it starts out by saying, and when you pray, forgive. They go together. They go together. See, you can't have verse 24 without verse 25. Your faith 
is connected to your love walk. Mm, you got it. Your faith is connected to your love. I wonder how many of you that are watching me right now have been hindered in your faith uh, in terms of receiving healing because you have made a choice not to forgive. I wonder how many are watching me right now. You're dealing with stuff in your body right now because you've made the decision not to forgive. Because your faith is connected to your love walk. Number three, the next reason we're commanded to forgive is because, listen to this, unforgiveness opens the door for Satan to enter your life. What? Listen, listen, we don't want Satan to have access to, to, to be able to come in and come out of our life. Because the Bible says that he comes to do what? Steal, kill, and destroy. Let me, let me show you this. Let me show you this. Go to Ephesians chapter 4. Keep your Bibles near. We're going to look at a couple of scriptures. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 and 27. I believe that somebody's watching right now is being set free in the name of, I got my faith on this lesson, that somebody's being set free in the name of Jesus. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 and 27. Listen to this. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. The Amplified Bible says this. When angry, do not sin. Do not ever let your wrath, your uh, exasperation, your fury or indignation last until the sun goes down. Le leave no such room or foothold for the devil. Give no opportunity to him. First of all, we are to resolve issues quickly. Don't, don't let them linger because when you don't resolve issues, listen to this, when you don't resolve issues quickly, you open the door for Satan. 2 Timothy 2 and 24 says, and the servant of the Lord must not strive. In other words, if you're going to serve God, you cannot be a strifeful person. You can't be a person that's full of strife. If you're going to serve God, you cannot be a person that is full of strife. And then the 26th verse says, and that they may recover themselves out. Listen, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. So when we get in strife, listen to this. No one, no one can recover us but us. When you're in strife, no one can recover you but you. When you're in strife, Satan can come in and out of your life as he wills. So we got to get out of strife. Number four, the next reason we're commanded to forgive is because, and we, talk, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, unforgiveness opens the door to bitterness. Let's go back to Hebrews chapter 12. It opens the door to bitterness. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 14 and 15. It says, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled. Now, I want you to hear this again. Our big concern has to do with those who have hurt us. 
because deep down inside, we want them to be punished. Come on, don't, don't, don't play with me. We want the people that hurt us to be punished. But this scripture says that bitterness does not affect the offender, but it will spring up and trouble you. And thereby, many are defiled. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. So not only does this trouble me, but it contaminates those that I'm connected to in relationships. I wonder how many parents that are watching me right now have contaminated their children. I wonder how many children have contaminated their parents. How many relatives have contaminated other relatives? How many friends have contaminated other friends? How many church members have contaminated other church members? You see, bitterness does not impact the person that hurts you. It impacts you in a negative way. Listen to this. Forgiveness is the tool to keep trouble out your life. <laughs> now, let me say this. Forgiveness is intentional. It's intentional. It's not, it's not a matter of emotions. It's not a matter of feelings. But, because you know why? The truth is, you're not going to always feel like forgiving folks. Can I just be real with you? You're not gonna you're not gonna always feel like forgiving folk. That's just real. That, can I just be real? Sometimes I'm, I don't feel like forgiving folk. Sometimes I feel like laying hands. <laughs> but I can't let my feelings dictate my existence. I must let this word dictate my life. But I can't live by my feelings. Number five, the next reason that we're commanded to forgive is because, listen to this, unforgiveness robs the believer of their, their inheritance. Or let me say it like this, unforgiveness robs the believer of the existence of their inheritance. There's a story in Luke chapter 15 uh, of uh, is a parable of the prodigal son. This younger son went and wasted his substance, the Bible says, in riotous living in a far country. And this represents the backslidden Christian. But there's another son in this, this story. He's called the elder son who stayed home. He represents the Christian that goes to church every Sunday. And, and remember, he was in the field serving. That's the Christian that's in helps ministry. <laughs> but he also represents, listen to this, he also represents the Christian that backslides while in the church. Remember, when the boy left home and, re and was restored, the Bible says his father threw him a party. And when the eldest son found out about the party that was thrown for his brother, he became angry. And then he told his daddy, all this time I've been serving you. All this time I've been a good son. You never threw a party for me. You never killed the fatted calf for me. You never got a robe for me. You never put a ring on, on my hand. You never put new shoes on my feet. <laughs> but, but here, listen. Thy son, listen to what he says. But this boy, your son, he didn't call him his brother. This boy. Your son, he's so jealous, he won't even call him his brother. He says he went out there, he wasted all of his money 
on riotous living, all those prostitutes. He been in the streets. <laughs> now you're going to give him a party? You're going to give him a party? You know what the daddy said to him? Son, everything I have belongs to you. Everything I have belongs to you. you. You've been living in here and didn't know that this is all yours? This boy right here, he, he, he's, he's in the house. He's in church serving in ministry, but yet he's not prospering. His, the unforgiveness in his heart for his brother messed up his, he couldn't even see what belonged to him. Because unforgiveness, listen to this, unforgiveness robs the believer of the existence of their inheritance. He was so consumed with unforgiveness of his brother that he didn't recognize his own inheritance. He didn't recognize his own blessing. Lord have mercy. Number six, sixth reason we're commanded to forgive is because, listen to this. Intimacy with God is based on your commitment to relate to people properly. Intimacy with God is 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 based upon our commitment to relate to people properly. Look at Matthew chapter five. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew chapter five. I'm almost finished. Matthew chapter five, verses 23 and 24. Listen what Jesus says. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar and there rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee, leave there the gift before the altar and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother and then come and offer thy gift. (laughs) First of all, we see that unforgiveness, listen to this, can contaminate your gift or it can contaminate your offering. God says, get right with your brother before you come get in my face. First John 4, 20, 21 says that if a man says that he loves God and hates his brother, he's a liar. God says, how can you love me and you've never seen me and you hate your brother, you see him every day. So God, in, in, in the mind of God, you can't be close to him and be at odds with others. In the mind of God, you can't be close to him and at odds with others. Now, I'm going to give you this analogy and I'm closing. Now, let me let me give a disclaimer. I hope this 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 analogy does not gross you out. But listen to this. Unforgiveness is like constipation. <laughs> Lord, what that man said? Unforgiveness is like constipation. Unforgiveness. There's a, there's a blockage. You want and you need a movement, but you can't get one. A lot of us right now, some of you looking at me right now, you need God to move for you. You need a movement. You want a movement, but you can't get one. But on the other hand, forgiveness is like a laxative. <laughs> Lord. Forgiveness 
can cause a movement. Forgiveness, can I say it like this? Can clean you out. Forgiveness, <laughs> forgiveness flushes out the waste. When you forgive, you get the waste out. Because if you don't forgive, it will contaminate you. And let me say this in my closing. Bitterness, unforgiveness, resentment, jealousy, anger, prejudice, and strife. All of that stuff stinks. It stinks in the nostril of God. So we want to make sure that we keep our hearts clean. We want to make sure that we keep ourselves in position where God can move in our lives. Let it go. It's hurting you. Oh, Pastor, but you don't know what they've done to me. Listen, listen, listen. God knows. God knows. And it's, it's, it's harming you. It's, harm, it's, it's, it's having a negative effect on your life. Now, your flesh may feel, have some good feelings about it because, you know, you, you feel like you're getting back at people. But honestly, you're getting yourself. You're hurting yourself. We're going to deal with this some more on next week. But I'm going to leave you with these words. Let it go. Let's pray. God, we thank you this morning for a, another great opportunity to be in this service again. We thank you for your word. And we say again, no, we're not just hearers, but we are doers of your word. We take this word today and we apply it to our lives. And we thank you for the results of this word showing up in our lives. In the name of Jesus. God, I pray for every person that's watching right now. I thank you right now for setting them free, setting them free. Some folk have been holding unforgiveness in their heart for years, but God, I thank you that today is the day of deliverance. Your anointing is present. Yokes are destroyed and burdens are lifted in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you right now, God. Thank you, thank you, God, for setting them free that they might experience your best for their lives. Thank you for setting them free, that they might experience your best for their lives. In the name of Jesus, we love you and we honor you and we praise you right now. I thank you because I see by way of the spirit, God, I see people being delivered right now. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory and honor and praise for it right now. Now I lift every person up that's watching me. I claim them for your kingdom. Every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, I claim them for your kingdom in the name of Jesus. Thank you for salvation today. Thank you for salvation. I declare that your kingdom will increase all over this world, not just here in Destiny Christian Center, but in every ministry, every church that's open in your name. I thank you for it now. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And thank God. Somebody confess I'm free. 
Hallelujah to God. Come on, confess it. I, we used to we sing a song in church. I wish I had some music. We'd be singing it right now. I'm free. Praise the Lord. I'm free. No longer bound. No more chains holding me. My soul is rested. That's my blessing. Praise the Lord. Can y'all say that with me? Hallelujah, I'm free. I'm free, you're free. Thank God for freedom today. Thank God for it. Listen, let me extend this invitation to you. If you're watching me and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, today is your day, now is your time. Don't put it off, not another moment. Don't let the devil, don't let the enemy deceive you into thinking that you've got to wait until you get yourself right to come to God. Come to God. Today. You can do it right there in your home or on your job or in your car, wherever you're watching this live stream. Today is your day of salvation. Give God your life. You tried everything else. Give God your life. You've tried to handle life within your own power and you've only made a mess out of it. I know about that. I made a mess out of my life and I'm so glad that I turned my life over to God and you can do the same thing. Today, now is your time. Listen, if you want to accept Jesus, as Lord and Savior of your life. I want you to pray this simple prayer with me. Everybody do this. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I ask for forgiveness. I'm a sinner and I ask for forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. I believe that he was buried and I believe that he rose from the dead. Right now, I turn from my sins and I invite you to come into my heart and come into my life. I trust you and I will follow you as my Lord and my Savior. If you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth and you made Jesus Lord of your life, can I be the first to welcome you to God's kingdom? Listen, there's some information right there on the screen where you can please follow those instructions. Please follow those instructions. Leave us your information. I'm going to have a minister to reach out to you, but I want to welcome you to the kingdom of God. You may be saying, well, Pastor, at some point in my life, I gave my life to the Lord, but I am not where I should be as it relates to my walk with God. I need to recommit my life to the Lord. If that's you, this invitation is for you this morning. This invitation is for you. You can follow those same directions and somebody will get in contact with you and they will give you all the information that you need or you're saying, Pastor, I want to be a part of Destiny Christian Center. I believe that the Lord is leading me to be a part. I believe that you are my pastor. And if that's what God is telling you today, I want to encourage you to obey God. Same information that's there. You can reach out to us, leave your information, follow those directions. We'll have somebody to get in contact with you. Thank God for you. We'd love to have you to be a part of the Destiny Christian Center family. All right, let's prepare to worship in giving. Come on, let's get excited about that. Let's prepare to worship in giving. This is a ministry that believes the word of God. We practice God's word and we are blessed because of our obedience to the word of God. We don't have any gimmicks. We don't have any schemes. We just do the word and God honors that. We're blessed both corporately and we're blessed individually. So today, let's all prepare to be true, committed, consistent tithers. Don't let the devil deceive you. Let's be faithful 
in our obedience. We want God to be faithful to us. We need to be faithful in our obedience to his word. So I encourage you today to be a true, committed, consistent tither. Not only a tither, but the Bible says tithe and offering. Let me tell you something. The harvest is always greater than the seed. That offering you give, that's a seed that you sow. I thank God that Destiny Christians, and I'm not talking about, uh, against any other church, but I know that this is good ground. This is God's ministry. So today, let's all be true committed tithers and seed source. The third way that we give is we're sowing towards the vision. We are believing God for a debt-free Destiny Dome that will seed over 3,000 people and will be filled with over 3,000 people. So I encourage you to sow towards the vision. I'm going to say it again. Somebody's watching me right now. Somebody's watching me right now. The Lord has already spoken to you about sowing to, he, he spoke to you about something really big. And you know who you are. The Lord has already spoken to you about sowing a huge seed towards the vision. And I want to encourage you to be obedient. God is not just trying to get something from you, he's trying to get something to you. I, I, let me tell you something. We've got to learn how to be obedient when the Lord speaks to us. I wish I could. I had time to really share some testimonies uh, in my own personal life when God moved upon me to give certain seeds and, and sow certain things. And man, the harvest was absolutely amazing. See, we, we have to understand that God owns everything. So he has the right to tell us what to do with what belongs to him. So if God is moving upon you to sow towards his vision, I want to encourage you to be obedient. So let's be tithers, let's be seed sores, and let's sow towards the vision. I'll give you some time to get that together, and we're going to make our confession. Come on, say it with me. I'm a true tither and giver, and I am blessed because of it. The windows of heaven are open for me. The blessings of God are poured out upon my life. Will you confess this over your life? I have huge money. Right now, it's pressed down, it's shaken together, and it's running over. Glory to God. I'm blessed. Come on, say this. I'm blessed, and I'm a blessing. I'm a blessing to the kingdom, and I'm a blessing to people. Will you confess this? I am out of debt. Come on, say it again. I am out of debt. All of my needs are met with a surplus. That means over and beyond. You know what I want you to do? I want you to put your faith on something. And this is going to sound crazy. And we've been believing God for this. I want you to put your faith on a six-figure increase. What? Nothing's too hard for God. I want you to put your faith on a six-figure increase. Some of you are getting ready to see a six-figure increase. Increase. I know. Look, somebody's going to call me crazy. That's all right. You're going to have to call me blessed. <laughs> Believe God for a six-figure increase. All right, let's confess over the dome. Debt-free Destiny Dome. Seating over 3,000 people. Filled with over 3,000 people. Somebody shout, is up. Man, what a day. What a day, what a day. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. I want to encourage you to make sure that you're back here with us on Wednesday night for our Wednesday night Bible class. We always have an amazing time and God has a word for us. So make sure that you're here with us on Wednesday night. Enjoy the rest of your day. Y'all do that. Have a good day. I love y'all. Give me my love. Give it to me. Give it to me. I love y'all so much. We'll talk soon.